My name is Susie. I have three children, the youngest of whom struggles with anxiety, depression, and suicidal ideation. I never thought this could happen to me, and I miss the signs. Being a parent is really hard, but I'm here to help. I'm talking to other parents and experts to help you with the struggles that your kids may face. I want you to know that you are not alone and there is hope. I'm not a physician, therapist, or counselor. I'm just a mom. I want to see you smile again, take away that pain in them clouds that keep covering up the sun. On this episode of the Just a Mom podcast, I am really excited to welcome back to the Just a Mom studio two podcast veterans of the Just a Mom podcast. We have Will and Kaylee in the studio today. Hi, Will and Kaylee. Hello. I'm so glad that you guys are here, and I want to tell the listeners why I brought you back to do this special edition uh, podcast episode between seasons two and three. The reason I brought Will and Kaylee back to the studio is because the brightest it's ever been, a play by Kaylee Sladen is going to happen again in May. And this is a wonderful opportunity for anyone living in the Kansas City area or looking for a fun weekend vacation to come to Kansas City, do some fun things, see the play while they're here. It's a great opportunity because this show is incredibly powerful. And the last time I talked to you two about it was before the debut of it uh, at the end of December I had not seen it nor read it. I figured it was probably going to be pretty good, but I had no idea, truly, I had no idea the incredible power this show holds. So, Kaylee, bravo to you. Thank you. For writing such an incredible work. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how it felt, number one, seeing this thing that you wrote come to life. And then number two, playing the main character Mm -hmm. that you wrote. It was pretty surreal, I think is maybe a good word for it. Um, I had done a production of something that I had collaborated on one time, but this was my first time seeing something that I had written by myself get produced um, and to have people that I knew acting in it, um, directing slash producing it, um, and just getting to work with people that I've spent a lot of time around was also really cool. It was pretty weird playing the main character, um, just because she is fairly closely based off of myself um, and my own experience, and that was really strange. Um, That was a pretty emotional experience, um, just in that aspect of it, but overall, it was a lot of fun, and I'm really glad that we got to do it. For the listeners who did not see the show, and I know a lot of listeners did, but for those who didn't see the show, The Brightest It's Ever Been is a portrayal of what it's like to live with anxiety. One of the most powerful things about this show, in my opinion, as well as a lot of people I've talked to about it, is that anxiety is a person. And that, to me, is the most incredibly powerful, I keep saying powerful, that to me was such a great way to convey to people who have not experienced 
living with any kind of a mental health issue, what it must be like. How did you come up with that idea? Anxiety, it's often talked about like there's a little nagging voice in your head um, or the voice in your head that tells you this or that or um, that gives you these kinds of messages that you're living with day to day. And so it seemed... I guess almost like a no-brainer to try and turn that into a person so that the audience or whoever was reading could hear those messages out loud Um, because for most of us it is inside of our head and lots of times it's more of just a feeling that you have um, or a general idea and it's I think that it was working well to have all of that kind of spelled out so that you could, like, see it in real time. I completely agree. And maybe for you it seemed like a no-brainer, but for those of us (laughs) who are not creative and in the world of writing plays or, you know, scripts, I mean, I would have never even thought about that. And Will is just biting his tongue, waiting to jump in. So Yeah, no, I I too am a creative person, I think. And I think you're a little creative, yeah. Maybe a little. <laughs> and, you know, I would have never thought of doing that. You know, <laughs> you're very modest, Kaylee, and humble in, in talking about this. I mean, in, in the theatrical canon there's maybe one other instance of this being like this whole idea of the voice in your head being personified and you didn't even know about that so Mm -hmm. essentially there are zero popular um portrayals of this and so this is like a brand new idea a new concept that has never really been explored in this way and um you know, I think it just, it speaks a ton to your artisanship, mm-hmm. um, just with putting those pieces together and saying, hey, this is going to be a no-brainer for you, mm-hmm. that, that you know, oh, anxiety, of course, it's going to be a character on stage. And when I read it for the first time, I was like, this is crazy. This is so good. Um, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's a, you know, just as a... a fan of theater it's an incredible piece of art and um i'm i'm super blessed to one get to be able to continue to work on this and two to get the extra little insights that i get because we have the relationship that we do what was it like after the first show on december 27th right something like 27th After the show, and there you had played Jamie, the main character who lives with anxiety. After you were finished and the house lights came up, what happened next? That was definitely a surreal experience as well. I was really nervous for the first performance and for my parents to see it for the first time. We'd talked a lot about my experience, and they had read the script beforehand, um, but to have them see me portray that like before them and have them hear everything that they couldn't hear when I was going through that, I was nervous for their reaction for that. And just sharing like my art 
with other people and it felt very vulnerable to have everyone there watching it, listening to it, and knowing that I had written it and that I was playing the main character. Um, and I was just really anxious to hear what everyone's feedback was going to be um, and what everyone was going to think after seeing it. And to that point, what was the feedback like that you two got? We got a lot of really, really positive feedback, um, which I was very thankful for and got to hear how it impacted people in various ways um, with their own separate perspectives on life and on mental illness and experiences with that. Um, that was really powerful for me. Yeah, it was an overwhelmingly positive reception. Um, I ran a little survey afterwards because I wanted to get some numbers for it, and uh, we exclusively received four- and five-star reviews with an average of 4.7 stars. So, you know... Yelp top rated, yeah, you know, darn uh, good. what is the, the trip advisor? Yeah. Trip advisor, trip, trip advisor recommended, you know, this mm -hmm. is like, this isn't just, Oh, Kaylee's boyfriend is like, this play is really good. It's like, no, 200 and, and no, 240 people came and saw this piece of art and said, Oh my goodness, this is amazing. And Cause it was. I mean, I thought it was pretty great, but again, I'm a little biased. But just to just to have that external feedback was really reassuring, and it opened a lot of uh, really awesome doors. Talk about that, because here we sit, um, and this show is going to happen again, May twelfth, eleventh through thirteenth. Okay, this show is going to happen again in about a month from Thursday, May eleventh through Saturday, May 13th, four shows total. How did that come about? After the initial run of the show, um, we were lucky enough to meet with some folks from the Fathers Club, which is an awesome organization that has also been featured on the Just Mom podcast. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that. It's called the Fathers Club. It's a good episode. I edited it, so I know. <laughs> um <laughs> But we were lucky enough to meet with, with Tom and Brad from the Fathers Club, and they were insistent on more people seeing this show. And they have a unique platform compared to, to the audience that, um, that Kaylee and I had reached up until that point, because they are mainly focused on parents of students, which, as we discovered is a super, super good audience for this type of play. Because like you had mentioned, for people who haven't experienced living with anxiety or mental illness, it's a, it's, there's nothing quite like it. It's a really, really powerful way to see what living with that is like. And so they approached us and they said, we want more people to see this. And, you know, few phone calls and meetings later um, and a little bit of logistics work uh, and we've got uh, another show coming up. And it is very true to date. And I've watched a lot of different things, videos, movies um, about mental illness, documentaries. And while a lot of them are, are very good, there's something especially powerful about the live 
version of this show, that it is live on stage and happening with human beings right in front of you. And I think that makes it, again, super unique. Mm -hmm. There's definitely something that comes from seeing someone act that out right in front of you. Um, Just like with what you were saying, there's no editing that we could do with any of that. And so everyone that we worked with and everyone that we will be working with, you know, has to do that every night over again um, and make it real and authentic every time without any sort of, I don't know if cushion is the right word, but any kind of safety net, really. It's just... You perform it and you do it, and then that's that's that. And that's hard to imagine from from my perspective because I have a podcast, and if I say the wrong thing, then I know my <laughs> editor can cut it out, or if you know I cough or whatever. And so, the idea of doing this and not having the opportunity to say, "Oh, never mind, I didn't mean to say that. Can you cut that out, please?" Yeah, and another. Another important aspect to uh, to any theater performance is you have two essential parts of theater. You have the actors on stage and you have the audience. Those are the only two things that you are required to have for theater, in my humble opinion. And the audience is an active participant in this show, you know, depending on you know, how they're feeling that day. You might have an audience that laughs a little more or is sobbing the whole time. You know, it it makes every show, every individual performance just a little bit different. And that is, I think, some of the real power that comes from this, uh, from this production and from this play is you're sitting there with 80 other people who are all experiencing this at the same time as you. And I think that that kind of communal aspect is really cool. There have been studies that show people's breathing syncs up, people's heart rate syncs up while they're sitting in a theater watching something together. And so just kind of that that subconscious communal aspect of theater, I think, lends itself very well to this play. That is super interesting and something that is entirely unique, I would think, about theater a lot of these movies and documentaries I've watched by myself. So there's no... Right. that That's not happening. Right. Not to say that they're not good pieces of, of work and art, but yeah, that's just a really unique uh, way to, to do this. Definitely. I mean, I'm all about live performance. So anytime I get a chance to be in front of an audience or to put other people in front of an audience, I'm going to take it. <laughs> I know we talked about this back in December, Kaylee, and I was like, why did you have Will uh, direct and produce this? And But now, having done it and moving forward, what is it that you think Will brings as the director-producer to this show? I'm really excited to see him get to do the show again after having one production under his belt and to see more of his vision come to life and more of what he kind of discovers through the script and about the script and about the story. I did decide um, to take a step back from being in the cast this time. I wanted to see more of the design slash production side of things. Um, So I'll be stage managing this time. 
and I'm really excited to see um, Will interact with the script and with the cast from that side of it um, when I don't have my own lines and my own character to worry about and to see what we can do to um, make this production even better than the last one was. I'm going to guess that, Will, just because I know you pretty well, that you would be a little more forward in sharing some of the comments and feedback that you heard from people because Kaylee is so humble (laughs) and Will is humble, but also not afraid to um, share things like that. And I I think that's a good thing in this context because we want to hear what was the audience reaction? What were things that people said to you specifically after the show that would make people listening to this want to come and see it? I know I had uh, a parent and a grandparent come up to me and say, I had no idea this is what young people are struggling with all the time. And now the fact that these these parents and grandparents can at least empathize a little bit more um, with their children and grandchildren and whoever they're interacting with. I think that that is a huge benefit that this show can bring. And another reason to see it is because it's a really good story. You know, it's, yes, it's very powerful, but it's also just, just a good story and there aren't enough of those anymore and so the fact that you know we get to do this awesome play four more times for more audiences to see more good art is uh is really encouraging for me and and so many people in the audience were just blown away with um with Kaylee and her ability to to write the things that hadn't been um hadn't been expressed in a way like that and to to see it on stage and so that's that was a super that was a very positive uh feedback for me one comment that we got about the show that i didn't really expect us to get came from heather who was um the lady that played jordan the mom character and she said that she had had a mom come up to her and tell her that she had done such a great job portraying what it's like to be a parent who just doesn't understand what's going on and is trying their best to help their child, but just doesn't know how or doesn't have the resources to do so. And that was something that was so encouraging to me um, because when I was writing that scene and when Will and I discussed that scene a lot, We were trying to figure out how to make sure that it didn't look like it was the parents' fault because in this story and in my life personally, the parent was just trying to do the best that she could and she just didn't know what the best response or next step was going to be. And so that was really encouraging to me that that mom felt a lot of hope from seeing Heather's performance um, with the show and that that is another audience that we're reaching, especially by doing this show with the Father's Club and really kind of aiming it at parents this time. Um, That's really encouraging to me. And that was done so well by Heather. She 
she communicated that in such a great way. And that's something that I'm always saying over and over on this podcast and all the mental health experts and professionals that I have as guests are saying, it's not a parent's fault that a child struggles with anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, fill in the blank. We wouldn't say that if you had diabetes or asthma that, oh, what did your mother do, (laughs) right? So why in the world do we say that when a child struggles with mental health issues? We need to stop doing that. And, you know, if one person listening hears that message from the play or the podcast, then that's great. One person at a time. Another thing about specifically about Heather's performance is I know it was really important to me and also to Kaylee to cast a mom Mm -hmm. in this role. You know, Heather has children and she is an experienced mother and having that perspective in building that character for her was super, super important. And I'm sure she could talk way more about it than we could, but, um, you know, just having that that perspective of being a mother of somebody who has struggled with uh, mental illness or anxiety or regular everyday teenage things. Mm-hmm. It's just like that was a, that was kind of a must have mm-hmm. for us in casting that role. And so we're super thankful that Heather is um, signed on again to do that role in, in May. <laughs> it's going to be great because you're right. You don't have that same perspective if you have not been a parent. So... Good yeah. job, guys. It would look very different if a college student was sure. was <laughs> playing Jordan. Right. In terms of logistics, did you guys change, other than you not playing the character, the main character, Jamie, what other things did you guys change or have you changed about the show or tweaked? I think a lot of that is going to come in the rehearsal process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're having a new person play Jamie and a new person play voice and a new person play another character who you'll meet later in the show if you come and see it. And a lot of that is just discovery that happens within the rehearsal process. You know, you can do as much table work and reading the script as you want, but as soon as you get it up on its feet and you're doing it with the other actors, that's when a lot of the character um, development is really going to happen. And so um, I'm really looking forward to our three new actors uh, bringing their unique perspectives into this show. Another difference that we're trying out with this next production is the rehearsal process is going to be longer. It's not going to be put together in a week and a half. That was something that we got some good feedback on. Um from the cast with our last performance and something that I also was feeling a lot of just with the roles being very emotional and the show being very heavy, having some intense subject matter, um, having some more time to rehearse it and put it together and also having some more time to make sure that we're taking it as slow as we need to, being as careful as we need to be with it and making sure that everyone is feeling safe and comfortable um, and just doing even more research on portraying mental illness on stage and how to do that in a way that um, everyone is is safe doing. That's a really good point and not something that I would have probably thought about. 
you start rehearsal soon then. Yes, we start rehearsals in five days from when this episode is being recorded. Yes. Uh, we have our first table read, and then we will put our noses to the grindstone, and uh, and we're, we're super excited to have that extra time because all that means is we're going to have more time to work on the show. Um, you know, I personally, as an artist, I find it super helpful to just take a step back and to be able to breathe from whatever I'm working on. And so having that extra week built in to do that, I think, at least for me as the director, that's going to be super helpful. On the production end this time, Will, what's different for you from the last run of the show? Well, I'm not crowdfunding it, which is really great. This is a sponsored production. It's sponsored by the Fathers Club, which we had already talked about a little bit. But it means that I can really focus all of my energy onto um, onto the, the play itself. And I have Kaylee as a stage manager this time, which is going to significantly reduce the burden Um you know, I was pulling quadruple duty in December, and now I really, really just get to focus in on the direction. And so that's just, you know, we're, we're becoming more and more of a well-oiled machine and having support from the Fathers Club and support from uh, the cast and, and from Kaylee as both the playwright and the stage manager is just helping everybody do their jobs better. In terms of logistics, when people hear this and decide that they want to go see this powerful show, how do they get tickets? You can find the ticket link on our social medias, which is at Brightest Play on both Facebook and Instagram. You can also find the ticket link through the Fathers Club's Instagram and Facebook and Twitter pages. They're just at the Fathers Club org, I think. Um, and we'll put that in the show notes to make sure that you can find it. We'll also include a link in the show notes that takes you directly to the event page. And, um, you know, we have four shows. We have a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday evening performance at 7 p.m. We also have a Saturday matinee at 2.30 p.m. And so there is <laughs> there is no excuse to miss this show. You're, you're going to have four opportunities to see it. You're going to have a daytime as well as three nighttime opportunities. So we're really, really excited to see you there. And I would encourage people to get their tickets soon because all three of the original debut shows were sold out. And so, and there were people who didn't get to see it, who wanted to see it. So I, I would not wait, listener, it, hearing this saying, oh, I'd really like to see this, or I'd like to take my spouse or my child or whoever, get your tickets now. It will sell out. Absolutely. And it, it's an incredibly amazing show that everybody should see. I can't say that enough. Anything else, Will or Kaylee, that you guys want to talk about keep uh keep following us on social media and following the just a mom podcasts on social media because you will be hearing a lot more from us and the in this the near future and to that point if you are a school or a school official or have an organization that would like to bring the brightest play to your stage wherever that might be Again, get in touch with Will or Kaylee via the social medias, which will be in the show notes. Anything else, Kaylee? We're just really excited to get to keep working with this show and providing more opportunities for people to see it and really excited to see where it goes. I personally see it going a long, long way. So 
I'm thrilled that uh, got to be a part of this from the beginning. So thank well, you guys. We're super thankful that you've uh, had us on twice now onto the podcast to to share about it because it is a uh, it is something that we're both very passionate about. And, and I am too. Yeah, and and we we just wanted to to thank you for bringing us on mm-hmm. twice for that. Well, I thank you guys for being here and how cool it is to have two special episodes now of the Just a Mom podcast. (laughs) So, and to that point, this is a special episode between seasons two and three. Season three will start on Tuesday, May 16th. It's going to be a really good season. I feel like every season we have more interesting and in-depth guests as well as uh, mental health professionals. So stay tuned for that on May 16th. And I really am thankful for you two being here. And I appreciate uh, everyone listening to this episode of the Just a Mom podcast. Thank you. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or ideation, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 988. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please share this with your friends and anyone you think may find these interviews helpful. Thanks again for listening to Just a Mom.